The Sleepers Podcast. It's Monday, February 26th. Happy Monday, new week. Final week of February. All right. Well, we're doing this at 11.36 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night, a couple hours after Michigan State's lost to Ohio State. We just recorded eight different game recaps that are all up on the Sleepers Media channel, recapping everything that happened this weekend. Also, shout out to Riley Davis and Brian Ralph, who really helped us with a couple of these this weekend. Uh, Cart's morale, I would describe it as low. I think that's a word. Uh, you're also, I, it kind of feels like you're a Michigan basketball player where you're, like, this is the final 10 minutes of the game and you're kind of running on fumes. Like we've asked too much of you tonight and you just don't have anything left in the tank to give, even if you mentally want to, is that a fair interpretation of where you're at right now? No, if I didn't have much to give, I wouldn't log on. That's that's also the type of player I am. I'm, I'm not showing up if I don't have much to give, but I will say this. Um, don't ever say I'm not built different because I'm here after I got Dale Bonnard. Okay. Not a lot of people, not a lot of people bounce back from that, but I, for one, am here and I'm going to do my best. This is the tough thing about this being a, a hobby of ours where like we, you can't really like crawl in a hole and die or like just turn the lights off and be like, I'm going to bed. Like we kind of have to show face when we're really devastated after things. Like literally instead of turning off the lights, I literally turn on my webcam and a ring light to accentuate my features. So you can see my pain in 4k or whatever standard streaming feature you use after you subscribe to sleepers media YouTube channel. Our two teams this season are combined 25 and 31. If you had told us that in October, Jen, I actually want to know your answer to this. Genuinely 25 and 31. If I'd given you that number in October, how would you divvy up the records between the two teams? Well, for starters, who said it? You were painter. What do you mean? <laughs> well, cause if you said it, I wouldn't believe you. If painter said it, I believe you. <laughs> forgot uh yeah his word is gospel um yeah no i would i would i would say that michigan state probably at most had like eight losses and then divvy up whatever the rest of the see you would have had michigan as a five and 23 basketball team yeah y'all suck (laughs) you thought that in october that i would have had us both as like 500 teams yeah just let me, let me uh, just laugh. let's move on. We're yeah. uh we're both apathetic at this point. It's sad. Uh you can't spell apathetic without pathetic. That's or us. Ass. Or or well, you could spell it without that. Uh hey, not to say that we're gonna try and fly through this episode. And normally when I say we're gonna try and fly through an episode, we end up going like an hour long. But uh, like I said, we're on hour five of recording right now, and it's gonna be like 12 30 a.m eastern by the time we're done with this at minimum so if anything feels a little short today we apologize we'll uh, make up for it later this week on full sleepers podcast episodes why don't you start us off cart with the youtube comment of the weekend oh the, i was gonna say it's, it can be of the day it's gotta be of the weekend let me make sure here because our great 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 friend and podcast host of mine gregory is a machine and puts up videos literally as a recording. I still get like the real time comments. So I got to scroll back. Oh, you, I mean, you could, you could pull one from tonight if you want, if that's easier. Can I? Cause like, there's literally comments that are like on videos that we had just posted. Yeah. That's fine. If you want to 
go that direction. Okay, this one just came in 20 seconds ago um, from, <laughs> Corn, from Corn Dog Master, and he said, you just lost to Jake Diebler. I did Corn Dog Master. Do you like Corn Dogs, Greg? I despise Corn Dogs, which is probably the most shocking thing about my palate. I love Corn Dogs. That's not shocking. Pause. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Aren't corn dogs like a traditional like if you like like chicken tenders, you love corn dogs? No, it's it's like a it's like a a state fair carnival food. So, are you a carnival guy? Well, I'm certainly not state fair handsome. Yeah, let's not let's not uncover that. Are you like a carnival guy, like a roller coaster, like Cedar Point type guy, maybe? despise roller coasters which is back on brand for me that, that yeah. everyone check that box at home uh yeah i love carnivals love carnival games hate thrill rides but i have a good reason to hate thrill rides did you have like a near-death experience i did i did really? I, I did actually yeah no joke i never heard this i was at bush gardens in virginia visiting that family of mine in, in virginia, virginia. Yeah. and uh it all comes full circle baby i was probably i think i was four or five i was young this was like first trip to an amusement park i'm all gassed up for it like ooh, like this is my dream i think i'm in disney world but i'm in bush gardens and i'm with like some older cousins and my parents and their parents were gone we go on this ride uh forget exactly what the ride was, but it was like a big roller coaster that went through a tunnel. Like it had a big outdoor section and then you go in, into the tunnel and there's like this, it's at the top is when you're inside and there's water and then you come down a big water slide at the end. Our ride stopped in the tunnel. Like it just stopped. It broke in the tunnel and it caught on fire. Like huh? the the in the tunnel itself was on fire, and the track like our car was stuck while the fire department was called and things were burning around me. I'm five, uh, traumatized by it. Come down like finally like we had like firemen come up, basically push us through, get us down the track. Uh, and then like, of course it's like a water slide down the tracks. So, like, thank God there was water. If I was burning, I would have been quickly engulfed in some water, but, uh, yeah, terrified. I was like scream crying, like thought I was going to die. Cause I was five and, uh, then carried a deep, deep insecurity and fear of amusement parks for about 10 years after that. I mean, I don't blame you at all, but I was just, I was relating that. Like I get like corn dogs and like those type of environments oh yeah corn dogs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but corn Sorry. yeah but so after, that, after, after you almost died in that ride you know what would have calmed you down a nice corn dog yeah sorry uh that's on me um is a corn dog a spartan dog wolf wolf no two different type of dogs which dog is better dog one satisfying one isn't can i get your top five dogs ranked my personal dog is one. Um, corn dog is up there. Corn dog uh, is corn dog two. No, underdog is probably two. Corn dog three. Spartan dogs are unranked currently, just like the actual team. Um, mm. and I think I would go. The other two dogs are probably Dalmatians. And greyhounds. I would have bet 
significant amounts of money that your fifth one would have been doggy style followed by a chuckle. <laughs> Let's move on uh, to the discord. If you want to join the discord, that would be great. We actually need some new members because uh, car, we had another member leave the discord willingly this weekend. Would you like to say any words on the lost friend of ours? Uh, who will remain nameless. We're not going to name names who leave the Discord. We're not going to name names. Um, but I, 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 I'd I, be lying if I said I wasn't confused and sad on why this person... Like, I look back onto some of the fallen soldiers of the Discord, and, you know, a lot of them actually go back to you causing it. Um, but, hey! <laughs> sorry. But, like, we actually had a member who left and rejoined, uh, Jeff Parks, a friend of the show, and I could pinpoint the moment he left to a comment that you made. This one, there just was no, there's nothing anyone can do. Uh, I don't want to make it seem like it's a community that not everyone is welcome and or belongs, but I, I, I just don't think he was cut out for it. I wouldn't even say that. He just he, he spit a hot take, and people didn't like the hot take or called him on the hot take, and then he didn't want to deal with that can, can we say the take yeah we can say the take okay the the reason that this member left is because we pushed back when he said that cam heidi would be dalton connect one day which i want to make it unequivocally clear uh i love that take by the way <laughs> i disagree with it a thousand out of a thousand but if you're gonna have a hot take Make it a hot take, man. It's, it's that's, that's a stand-on business take. Say the take, drop the take, giggle a little bit, do your back and forth to say, I'm going to catch y'all tomorrow. That, that could have happened here. It's not what happened here. And uh, that's a bummer because we lost another soldier, as you said. This one was not my fault, though, for the record. Let me go. I mean, how many soldiers have we lost? Two, I think. No. I mean basketball Jones. <laughs> yeah, we we've lost three and two are directly related. Basketball to Jones wasn't my fault. He said Boo Boo is a losing player and didn't want to deal with it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, sorry. Um, Do I um, need um, to I'm... stop being right? No, <laughs> no, please. I can please. start being wrong. No, no, we don't want that. All right, let's move. We already to... got we already got one of those on this podcast, and I I I take up that role. Well, I I just said Duke's going to win the national championship. Oh. <laughs> And if they do, ah, ah, to the Discord, uh, join the Discord if you want. Join, then leave if you want. Just leave and never join if you want. It's all, well, it's not the same. It's actually very different. One supports us and helps us keep the lights on and do this. And one it directly does not support us and makes it certain that we can't do this anymore. So you choose your path. It's like a choose your own adventure. Either way is fine. You're you and I'm me. Um, we, we do read the comments from the discord every single day though. And I don't remember where we left off. Do you remember where we left off last time? Do I ever remember where we left off? I don't think so. Did we do uh Draymond as an assistant? No. Could you see a world? This is from crispy K. Could you see a world where Draymond joins the staff as Izzo's top assistant for a year or two to gain experience? No. If Draymond was the head coach, how much of a difference would he be in recruiting given the recruits and portal guys would have grown up watching him play? Uh, I think it'd be a it'd be a hundred percent a different a difference just because you have Draymond Green, the player, the GOAT of Michigan State, 
or on the Mount Rushmore of Michigan State, who is, I want to get, I think Draymond's like 36, 37, compared to Tom Izzo, who is 70. So it's just, it's, it's completely different worlds. I just think whoever takes over, if it is someone in Draymond's age range, will be a lot better with NIL spending and uh, maybe portaling. But so are you saying are you saying Izzo's poor, Draymond's not poor? Not necessarily, but I'm I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Braden Smith is just tall. Said maybe you'll get to this in the recap. But thoughts on the stripes getting in there and making it about themselves with Texan Fernandez and Heidi. This was from uh, Purdue Rutgers last week. I think we did talk about it briefly in the recap. So sorry we didn't get to that now. Braden Smith is just tall. Sean Vowles says, "What was a bigger tease, Mahdi's performance on the aircraft carrier or Michigan's huge win against St. John's at the Garden?" I think Mahdi's was more of a tease because I actually think that what Michigan did at the Garden could have been sustained if their point guard went to class and their power forward didn't fracture his wrist. Yeah, I think and, that's why that's why Michigan's was the bigger tease is there actually was a realistic path for it to happening. True, Mahdi. Okay, Mahdi so, was so Mahdi's what Mahdi's wasn't a tease; it was actually just a miracle, an aberration, an anomaly, a miracle. A miracle. Jake Bridges says, I remember the all transfer team discussion. Y'all talked about having an, I shouldn't have transferred team. So I put one together. Here's what he has. Ryan Nemhard, Tremont Mark, Olivier Kamwa, TJ Bamba, Javon Quinterly. Anyone you would add to that? Mm. Uh, that's a pretty, pretty solid list. Uh, one I would throw in there is Peyton Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you just transfer for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Nick Timberlake, maybe. Although he's probably just happy to get the Kansas swag. Um, I think everyone on Villanova could qualify for that. I, I think Villanova is the, the the poster child for that question. Yeah, it's just it's their starting five with five different expressions. Jay Meisner says, playing off of Jake Bridges' question, is there a should-have-transferred list? Players who could have gotten a bag or a better situation but poorly chose to stick it out. Oh, Bruce Thornton. Bruce Thornton, you think? Bruce Thornton. I was going to say Hogard. I don't know that the bag was there for him, really, though. I guess there would have been somewhere, but he'll still have a chance at that bag next year. Yeah, I would have pitched then. Um, Yeah, I don't know who else. Yeah, okay. That's a tough question on the fly. Uh, We should have put more thought into that. Sorry, guys. Braden Shrewsbury says, interesting topic from Monday's episode. Which Power 6 league is most likely to have a bid stealer from Conference Tourney Week, and who would be your team to pull it off? That's a great topic. I love that topic. It is. Can we – I'm going to give a quick answer, but I actually do want to say that for a topic this week and put, like, some actual thought into it. Don't give an answer then. I want to – we'll do it, like, Tuesday, and we'll make a whole topic out of it. Okay. Also, to the last question, does Judah Mintz fall in that category? Of could have transferred or yeah. should have transferred? Yeah, probably. Riley Kugel. Okay. Riley Kugel for sure, too. Yeah. That 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 just popped to me. Go, keep, keep on. Travis Nelson says, I'm just going to say that I hated Positivity Week. Bring back pitchfork sleepers. You're welcome. Are we that negative? I've never viewed anything we do as negative, but... I think a lot of people do. So again, self-reflection needs to be front and center for me. 
I'd rather just everyone else self-reflect on it. I don't think it's us. I think it's yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an eye guy and uh and look myself in the mirror. I'm gonna deflect and not be an eye guy. I think I think you guys need to adjust. Honestly, I might need to pull the zero dark thirty two time champion Coleman Hawkins move and delete some social accounts and focus on what really matters. What really matters? You and I making people enjoy college basketball through our content. That's what really matters. It does matter. What doesn't matter is me trolling Michigan State fans and Purdue fans every time something goes wrong in the Discord. See, I just get distracted. It's tough. It matter it matters to me. Uh Sully, aka CBB kind of sucks. Go WWE says, Would I be considered a villain or an anti-hero? A villain. I think anti-hero. Sully's a hero to me. And if that was an option, just a hero. You also sent yourself singing Taylor Swift. I'm not proud of that fact. And as our brand representative on behalf of us both, I feel obligated to get a statement from you on that. Do you not want me to do that moving forward? We can talk offline, but do you have any comment on your Taylor Swift singing? No, but there is a a song by her. I think that literally is entitled Antihero. And when I saw that, I sung the lyrics. Mm, yes. Okay. Thank you for that comment that gave us nothing. Guy says, reminder that Deron Holmes is the second best college basketball player. Deron Holmes isn't even the best player in the A-10 currently. Yeah, I'm going to let Cart handle that one, and I agree. Dylan Terpstra says, I just watched two MIAA conference semifinal games. Hey. Shout, shout out MIAA. I go to Hope. It got me thinking, how good would Madi Sissoko be in the MIAA? <laughs> all right, first of all, I didn't know Dylan went to Hope. I don't rock with Hope whatsoever, FTD, until the day I die. Um, with that said, Madi would be first team all MIAA and probably player of the year. I can't comment on that level. I am unfamiliar Actually, with the Actually, okay, maybe not player of the year. He'd be first team all conference, so I think. What are his numbers looking like in that league? You know what? It's been a while since I played in that league, but I'll let you know right now, like, I'm making life tough on Madi. I really am. All right, so you're all over the place with this answer. Uh, I don't think he would be the player of the year in the league based on the the footage that I have seen from going to games to watch Carter's team and going to games with Carter after he has graduated. Uh, I think he would be a first-team all-conference player, not the player of the year. 100%. Sean Vowles says, who is better, Deron Holmes or Jadon Ledee? Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Ooh, that's a tough question. I think I would take Ladee. I think Holmes is better. You do? Yeah. Easily? Ladee just strikes me as a pure bruiser. I think Holmes has more to his game. You did watch Holmes lose a game where they put up 47 points. Yes. 
that was team oriented for me. Okay. All right. Just make sure. Yeah. Who would be better if it was Darren Holmes and Jaden Liddy? It'd be Jaden Liddy would be better. Darren it Holmes. Would, yeah, it'd be Jaden for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, super Sleepy, who I believe used to be super woke and is now super sleepy, says, I feel like in past eras, Blue Bloods were able to maintain their dominance in basketball through recruiting. It seems to me in this era, coaching is becoming more of a factor. Just wanted to pause for dramatic effect there for a second. Uh, Kansas and Kentucky have maintained relevance with Self and Calipari at the helm. Duke and North Carolina seem to be on stable ground with coaches handpicked by their predecessors. Powerhouses that have had to make coaching changes. Uh, UCLA, Indiana, Louisville, you might even include Ohio State and Michigan, have struggled. My question is, when the time comes for Michigan State, should they look for a coach off the shelf or should they put the decision in Izzo's hands? I personally think that they should do it off the shelf. What they will do, what they a hundred thousand and million percent will do is have Izzo involved in the handpicking of the coach. Yeah. As a Michigan fan, speaking with my maize and blue goggles on for a second, I would love it if Tom Izzo gets to make every decision for this program for the next 30 years. I hope that that continues and, he has full autonomy of things. Uh, Detroit's coldest says thoughts on the possible expansion to 96 teams for the tournament. Personally, I despise the idea. I do too. Just stop. Uh, Cause once you expand once you just want to keep finding ways to expand and then yeah, no, no expansion. Yeah. Suspend expansion. Yeah. Just, just be, just make the, just make it like it's 68 teams. Just make it. Um, so <laughs> I've been trying to think of how I would like be okay with this. Um, I'm not okay with it is the true answer. I, I, you could talk me into like, if it was only mid majors, maybe there's a way. Um, I feel like there's a creative answer to this though, that I'm just not fully coming up. Like what if we had, what if the 96 team started with this cart? What if team 96 played team 95 for the chance to play team 94. And then the winner of that advance and you work your way up the list until you get to 65. I don't want to watch bad basketball. We don't want to watch 30 bad basketball games of teams trying to be the 65th team. No. That'd be kind of fun though. Just be better. Okay. Carter Bullhouse says Malik Renault scored 27 points and Indiana lost by nine to Penn state. With that being said, is Trace Jackson Davis, the greatest player of all time. I don't think Trace Jackson Davis is the greatest player of all time, but he is definitely one of one of the greater Big Ten players of all time. The interaction after this is cracking me up. Dylan says, don't forget Jalen Huchifino. Carter says, basically Gabe Cups, to be honest. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, look, TJD is one of the greatest ever that I've seen in my life in the Big Ten for sure. Um, very unique, fun, awesome player. It was very much him and Hood Shafino. TJD did not have any team success until Hood Shafino got there. It was the two of them together that made that special. Tristan right. Freeman says, for Carter, in honor of the ACC, who are some of your favorite Big Ten players who happen to be black? <laughs> I hate that I had to read that for the record because there's people out there that don't understand the reference. 
Yeah, well, for those who don't understand the reference, there was a, a graphic during the Duke-Wake Forest game, and I think the caption on it was, ACC coaches who happen to be black. And it just, like, listed all the ACC, all the African-American ACC coaches. Um, with, to answer the question, though, uh, one of my favorite black players in NCAA, uh, Tyson Walker... Zach Eady. Terrence Shannon, Kevin McCuller. Uh Zach Eady? Yeah. You want to elaborate? No, I don't. I was trying to make a stupid joke by putting Zach Eady in there and it completely backfired. So I'd <laughs> okay. rather just move on from this. Got it. Yeah, let's let's continue. Uh Sean Vallis says if Saturday's version of Kentucky played Saturday's version of Virginia, what would the score be? Fun question. That is a very fun question. I think that cool offense talent would be handsome pack line defense, not good players. Uh so I think like Kentucky would win by 15. 74 to 41 Kentucky would win that game. Damn. Yeah. I don't think Virginia would score on Kentucky. And I think Kentucky would find a way to 70. Look the grief. Host up enjoyer said, what would you guys place the over under at for Braden Smith career triple doubles? I only think he gets, uh, if I would put the line at two and a half and I take the under. All right, I uh, am going to go completely off the board from you then. I would set the line at over under eight and a half. What? And I would take the over. Eight and a half? I'm telling you, I think when Edie leaves this place, Braden Smith is going to immediately be Denzel Valentine. For I, want, two, I, want two, plus, I, want, I want plus money that only has one during his career. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Like, I, to me rebounds are one of his largest issues right now and it's because there's a seven foot four behemoth there behemoth the word how many triple doubles did denzel valentine have in college i'll let you look that up while i read the next comment from nebraska ball who says i randomly thought of this if you combined a team with the best players of the bottom four teams in the big 10 indiana maryland ohio state and michigan would they make the tournament and if so how far would they go like combine the players of those teams yeah, you could pick whatever players you want from those four teams. Would oh, they make I, a I, tournament? Oh, How far would they go? I think you could make a pretty good team. Okay, who would the team be? Mm. Maryland's in there, right? Yeah, Jameer, start with Jameer Young. Yeah. I think Malik Renew for sure. Right, Jameer Young, Malik Renew. Um, honestly, Trey Galloway. I want Trey Galloway on that team. Okay. Give me Trey Galloway. Uh, who else will it take? I mean, Ju- Julian Reese. Do you like Julian Reese renew next to each other? No, but there's nobody else good. Like, are we the healthy Kamwa? I was gonna say healthy Kamwa. Yeah, Health- healthy Kamwa and one of the Ohio State guards. Yeah. Which guard, Gale or Thornton? Gale. Gale's been really bad, by the way. But uh, okay, so Jameer Young, Roddy Gale, Trey Galloway, Olivier Kamwa. Malik Renew. Okay, I don't like that team. The more you read it off, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're better than like Boo Booey Northwestern. <laughs> that sucks. It's gro- Who's coaching? Jake Diebler. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's Jake Diebler. 
Jake Diva really packed up two Hall of Fame coaches in his first three weeks on the job. He ran great stuff, though. Let's not like the sets he ran at the end from Ohio State were really good. Uh, Boom Fizzle says, are there objectively way too many awards in college basketball? Yes, there are. Yeah, 100%. Great Jake Diebler timing. Detroit's coldest says, is Jake Diebler the guy? And then Regress says, Jake Diebler has never lost a close game. Best end game coach in the sport. Is Jake Diebler the guy, Cart? No, he's not. No, he's not. I agree, but we're monitoring the situation. We are mon- he might be a guy. He's not the guy for Ohio State. If they make the Big Ten title game, he's the guy. If he wins the Big Ten title tournament, he's the guy. If he makes it to the title game, he's the guy. Uh, Wonderflonium says, if Diebler is a head coach somewhere other than Ohio State, where do you think it could be? I don't think anyone's going to hire him based on this interim tag as a head coach. Other than Ohio State. Yeah, Butler, sure. Um, He he could jump to be an assistant somewhere else, but he'd probably – I mean, depending on who they hire – yeah. Right now, I feel like he's just, if anything, he's increasing maybe his resume for future jobs, a future head coaching jobs. But right now, I think he's just up in the price tag on his bag for being an assistant coach. Yeah. Guy says, on a scale of foul pop-up on Derek Jeter's side of the infield to Joel Embiid these next few weeks, how out are you on these Michigan State Spartans? Uh, I'm Joel Embiid side on that out because – Derek Jeter is one of the most overrated shortstops and baseball players of all time. Crazy to disrespect a Kalamazoo legend like that. Uh, Sorry, TJ. Great scale guy. That's what I want to say. Um, it's a good scale. It's a very good scale. I'm I'm not as out on Michigan State as Carter is, for the record. Dr. Doctor says, why do Big Ten coaches not understand playing small nowadays is the way to go? Ant Wright brought up a good point on Twitter that every time a team is losing and playing to win, they seem to go smaller besides Izzo. Why don't they play the majority of the game like this? I seriously don't understand. That ain't the good old Big Ten way. That ain't the way that the Big Ten forefathers and Judd Heathcote before us intended the game to be played. The game intended to be played with the tall boys out there playing bruising basketball. Nitty, gritty. <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to be, but I enjoyed it. Let me ask you a quick question, Card. Do you enjoy drinking an adult beverage? Yeah. Do you enjoy drinking, I don't know, a beer? Yes. What's your favorite beer? Uh, currently, I think my favorite is uh, the Voodoo Ranger Hazy IPA. Mm, okay. So if you could drink a Voodoo Ranger Hazy IPA, you could drink it in the normal 12-ounce glass or bottle, or you could drink a tall boy of your Voodoo Ranger. Would you prefer to drink a tall boy or a normal-sized Voodoo Ranger? Tall boy. Everyone loves tall boys. That's why college basketball coaches love their tall boys. Melba says updated cross divisional standings with 24 games left. There are 11 cross divisional games remaining. The West is 45 and 18 against the East. Love basketball. Northwestern seven and one is really doing a lot there, but are are Michigan and Michigan State still just really messing everything up in that? Yeah, got Melbourne. But also, like the the like the second to worst team in the West is Minnesota, who's six and three against the other division. So, 
yeah, that's uh, it couldn't be more one-sided if we tried, truly. Literally, that's an accurate statement. Uh, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Yeah, that's everything from the comments. Thank you, comment section, to start us off on a good note for this week. Uh, let's get right to the topics. This should be fun. We're doing this after Michigan State, Ohio State. We have a recap up on the channel where we went in depth on everything that happened in that game. You should go watch it, like it, comment, subscribe, all that nonsense. Let's get to the real question. As a Michigan State fan, is it time to definitively say that you want Tom Izzo to be done at the conclusion of this season? Yes or no? I don't think that's fair. No. How do you feel? Um, it, Right now, see, this is the thing. I'm as dramatic as a State fan could, I think, B, I'm as dramatic as a basketball fan, but my drama is always, always entailed in like actually just calling it like it is. I believe that's how I operate. I believe that's how I break down the game. Um, This is not like an Izzo's wall situation. This is not an Izzo needs to go situation yet. What we're doing right now to me is it, it's a monitoring situation. There's steps that could be taken in the next couple of years and changes that need to be made because to me, at least it seems as this is like a back against the wall type moment um, and changes need to be made. And I'm hoping that coach Izzo is the person to initiate and make those changes. Cause I think he is a good basketball coach, uh, but we have seen the past couple of years that older regime of head coaches have just, you know, some of them have bowed out. Some of them have been like, you know what? I can't do this. Like I can't do, I can't do the portal. I can't do the new era college basketball. I can't do 25 year olds playing every night. I just, that's not me. I've given what I had to the game. I can't do this anymore. I don't think Izzo's at that point. If he gets to that point, I wouldn't be mad at him. But at the same time, I'm not like fire Izzo. This is Izzo's last year. What I'm saying is that changes, I think, do need to be made. I'm hoping Izzo makes those changes. I hope that Izzo's the guy to make those changes and hopefully not go out sad in his career because I don't think he deserves that. I don't either. Um, but, <clears throat> but couldn't you have said the same thing the last two years is the only thing? Like why, if it's not this offseason – when is the line that you draw? So I feel like this offseason, more so than other ones, is the true, like, back against the wall you have to. I, I, I think that other seasons have been like that, especially this past one, because we came with the expectations that we had. But I feel like this one is truly, like, the last, like, you, ha you have to make changes and approach this offseason differently. And if that doesn't happen, then like I am the one firing up the conversations. Like, okay, we need to. It's time to start a dialogue. Okay, I think that's fine to say now. I'm just still struggling. Like, are we sure we weren't saying this a year ago? Like at, at this exact time last season, when they still were looking like they're headed for maybe an early exit in the NCAA tournament before it happened weren't we still like the change needs to come this off season and then change didn't come this off season. And now we give him another year. Like I'm, 
I just feel like I've heard this before. Like we've we've gone through two years of change needs to come this offseason. It hasn't come. Te- and now technically, technically, technically speaking, change did come this offseason. That change was just mismanaged. What was the change that came? The 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 freshmen coming in were were supposed okay. to be on paper, they were supposed to be the change. But he like he could have brought the freshmen in and brought in transfer help. He could have. But like I, but I'm saying there was that what I'm saying that was the change is the freshman okay. you brought. But that's so it, you're looking for change in the roster more than you're looking for change in the coaching strategy because that those are two both. very different things. Both. But I like I just don't accept like well the change came last off season because he had a good recruiting class. No, I don't. I don't think it came. I'm saying you're asking what the change might have like the. If you're trying to pinpoint what the quote unquote change was, that's what it is. I don't personally think that was a change, but I'm saying that might have been the change. But it's, it's also a philosophical change. It's just like a a basketball standpoint change, like the loyalty, the outdatedness, like that. Need, there needs to be some movement on that. And I thought, me personally speaking, I thought that the freshmen were going to be part of that. But obviously, you know, looking back on it, silly me for thinking that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess here's my stance. I don't think I really disagree with you on too much. I just wanted to pick at where your brain's at as Michigan State fan a little more. I don't know that I believe there should ever be a point with Tom Izzo where as Michigan State basketball, you ask him to step away. I don't know that that should happen. Maybe there are some mutual behind – closed doors conversations of like you put a little pressure on him to do things a different way. And Tom decides he doesn't want to do them. And it's a, it's presented as an amicable parting of ways. Like Tom decides it's time more than like, he he should never be fired. I mean, he should never be, no matter how bad this gets, Tom Izzo should and will never be fired. The more interesting thing to me is What if he doesn't change? What happens? Because like by when I say change, I mean like he has to go aggressively use the transfer portal this offseason. He has to. And I guess we'll wait and see what happens. But like the roster going into next year is going to include some good freshmen again. Her tank's coming in. McCulloch's coming in. Some good freshmen. We expect Tang might be able to play day one. We don't expect anybody else really. Uh, oh, what about Jace Richardson? Or Jace, sorry. I don't mean to disrespect Jace. That's not madness disrespect. But I don't think we're expecting any of these guys other than Kurt Tang maybe to be instant impact guys. So you're really leaning on this sophomore class, which again is Jeremy Fears off a gunshot wound. Gary Norman, who red shirts on a team that sometimes doesn't even shoot multiple threes in a game, 10 threes in a game. Uh, Xavier Booker, who's now the starter, but usually gets DNPs. And Cohen Carr, who played seven minutes off the bench tonight. So... I, I think if people expect the on-court results to take a step forward with the core that's coming back because Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard leave, I think you're in for a really rude awakening. And Malik Hall, like I, this, this roster to me right now is going to get significantly worse. So you have to make massive sweeping additions in order for this to get seriously better. And I know Michigan State fans don't agree with me on that. You think... Fears is going to be ready next year. 
and Booker's going to be a star and Carr will be a starter. And maybe all that does happen. And maybe I look stupid, but all of that could happen in tandem with adding more good players, which is what this roster needs. Like point blank, this roster just needs more talent, needs more good players, especially in the front court. So it would be a departure from the Tom Izzo decisions we've seen the last three years if he goes out and does that seriously. And the elephant in the room is it's easier to portal when you're a big-name program and you have some money. It's easier to portal if you're recruiting superstars than it is backups, which is tough because if you look at this Michigan State roster, if you expect Xavier Booker back, I'd assume he's coming back promised a starting spot, probably at the five. I don't know where that leaves Cohen Carr, but the easiest thing to do is go identify the best players in the portal and say, come in. If you try to portal in backups that are just depth pieces, sometimes they just stink. Like speaking from experience, Trey Jackson's horrible. Joey Baker's horrible. Those, those guys were not brought in to be starters. They were brought in because we don't want to step on jets toes and we're, you know, a trail just be a nice, nice piece off the bench behind Conway and Reed. Nah, go get me some killers. And I think Michigan state's in this weird spot now where like the roster is so desperate for talent upgrades, but the guys coming back want to be promised starting roles when like in reality, and this is no disrespect to Jeremy fears. I'd probably go get a point guard next year if I was running this program and they're not going to. And I think that's, that's the louder indictment of where this is for Izzo for me than anything is like, I don't see a clear path forward for this team to be better next season than it is this season without him changing who he is as a person philosophically as a coach. Right. But I also think that, so when you say like next year, we need to go out and get a point guard. If you, if you were you, are, is that like, are you saying that like to go like win a big 10 title or like where, or just like reach the, the ceiling of whatever Michigan state's team is? Well, what, let me, what would, what would make you happy success wise? Next year. Any year. Uh, Well, actually next year, it doesn't matter what we do. I I'm just glad that these guys are gone. Okay. I, I hear I, you. I, I literally have zero expectations coming in next year, and I I just all right. I'm, I'm just looking I, for something. Listen, I hear you. I just like. I think like a great great result anytime in the next couple of years would be just like a, a season where you're like a six seed. That's that's just not the ceiling Michigan State has had for a while. Like I I think you're very far off as a program right now from Purdue. And Purdue's Purdue's not going anywhere. Purdue's we're on a different. We're on a different planet. Purdue's bringing in stars and return stars, and Michigan State is not doing any of that. So, I I don't know. And and Painter's not a pro portal guy either, but he got a star in the portal this year. So, like I'm, it has to change. It's always gotten stars in the portal too, though. Right, right. Which is why it's even more baffling that he's refused lately. Yeah. Like, well, I, I think if you ask me the hard question, like if I had to make a decision right now, like right this minute, do I want Izzo back next season? I would say no. Okay. 
Here's why I would advocate that maybe that's actually worth a conversation. Isn't the best candidate crushing it right now to the point that he might not be available? Yeah. Like, so I'll, I'll just say the quiet part out loud. Drew Valentine took a team picked in the middle of the A-10, has them a week and a half away from the end of the season, tied for first place in the A-10 after a disaster year last year where right. it, their first year in the A-10 was bad. What and, did, and, he, and he was a disaster last season. And he went out. He added pieces in the portal. He recruited like no one at, at Loyola has before. Miles Rubin's one of the best freshmen one of the better freshmen in the country for anyone who hasn't taken notice. Like he's getting guys there. Miles Rubin leads the country in block rate would be no brainer. The best center on Michigan state's roster. Yes. And he's, he's about to be a Loyola for three years. Like, and uh, <laughs> he, he won the portal. He did everything in an off season. You could do to get this back on track. Oh, by the way, he's a great in-game coach. Oh, by the way, obvious Michigan state ties. Oh, by the way, he just signed two four-star top 100 international kids last week. Like, this program is thriving, again, very quickly. And before last season's really bad year for Drew, like, he was in conversations with some serious programs. Like, that that was a thing. So, I, all I'm saying is this, if if Drew is actually clearly the best successor candidate we've heard, and all I've heard is Dwayne Stevens or Drew or shit, Draymond was who we talked about last week. <laughs> like, Drew is so much better caliber-wise than those guys, and Drew is not going to be available forever. And I, I know and, some people and, will disagree and, and, with me. And Drew is like 20 years older than those guys. Some people will disagree with me on that too. I think some people think Drew would – take a different job and then immediately leave it for Michigan state when it came open. Um, what do you think he would do? I mean, we're kind of, we're asked to speculate, but. I don't, I don't think you would. I think you gotta, that's the thing. Like when you're trying to hire, if you are trying to move on from new coach, a lot of it's timing. Yeah, it really is. Cause I, at least this is all me speculating. I don't know if we're just, I don't know if he's just going to be ready at a beckoning call when Michigan state comes, comes to calling. Right. We, we think he would right now. We think, but yeah, it's like, like, I mean, there, there's a lot of jobs that are coming open. We've talked about how weak the candidate pool is. It's not a stretch of the imagination to think that either this summer or next summer, Drew Valentine is going to be one of the 10 hottest names a school could hire. So if he takes a stepping stone job from Loyola to something else that's still below Michigan state, then yeah, who cares? Give it time. That's fine. But he's not very far off from like a Louisville calling him. He's just not. And if, if he goes to a DePaul, okay, we'll be all right. Enjoy, enjoy your year there. Yeah. If he gets, if he gets something else, then ah, uh... yeah. And he could like that's. And I'm look. I'm not saying you you make a decision to move on from Tom Izzo just because you want to fit Drew Valentine's timeline. I'm saying the reality of the situation is I am. there. There is an expiration date potentially on when drew would leave everything for Michigan state. And at least for another year, or at least for this year, we believe that to be true. You wait five years. It might no longer be true. And then I don't know where you go from there. So um, just also last footnote on this. Drew will crush it wherever he goes. When, when drew gets the brand name job, 
with the way he is recruiting and the way he's portaled already at Loyola, you give him any program with money and resources, like, and that's not even talking about the in-game shit, man. I love watching Loyola games right now. This yes. dude, this dude manages the game so much better than nine out of 10 big 10 coaches that I watch on a regular basis. It's insane. hundred percent. And like we, you know, obviously the buzzword in college basketball is culture. He's one of the ones that doesn't fake it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. Insane. Uh, all right. He wouldn't lose at home to Ohio state. Give me a number. How many years does Tom Izzo remain coaching at Michigan state? And then we'll move on Two. Well, that's less than I thought. I think it's five, five or more. Yeah, two. I think he's there at least till the end of Jeremy Fears, minimum. If Fears is there. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Let's move on. Uh, okay. I want you to give me a bubble team. This could be a quick segment. It could be a long segment. I don't care. You pick. I want you to give me a bubble team that is most likely to make a final four run. Okay, so funny flash team that's a cheat answer because of the result they had is Wake Forest. That's not the team that I truly believe in. If it is one team, and I got to put some money on them because that, that'll make it serious for me. I think it would be Seton Hall. Ah, you stole mine. Did I? Yeah, talk it through. Hey, man, Shaheen, Kadari, team tough as shit. You told Greg, you've been you've been singing the you've been singing the praises of Kadari Richmond. Been there in the tournament before. Been in this same spot. I'm talking about Shaheen Holloway has knocked off quote unquote giants. Like he's not afraid of anybody, any coach, any team. I just think this team has guys. Dawes is a dog. No, no pun intended. Like they just. They got guys. They all play extremely hard. I I just I don't doubt Shaheen and the Seton Hall team. I'm disgusted that you stole that because that is Sorry. the well that's that's the correct answer. Um, I can't even talk you into a different one. That's the correct answer. With that said, now I have to go off script, and I have two that come to mind. The first one is a team you break. Well, the. <laughs> That's my second one. The first, uh, the first one is the team you briefly mentioned, Wake Forest. Uh, they could just shoot the lights out. Hunter Salas, yeah, yeah. But they're they're not going to do that because they only are that good at home. They'll go cold and lose in the first or second round. Uh, Michigan State is a bubble team right now, right? Yep. I'm sorry, but like, right? Uh, yeah. Michigan State has a higher ceiling than any other bubble team, period. Yeah. Gail Bonner put me on the bubble. Okay. But we said this a week ago. What if he just plays the freshman all the minutes? What if he did it tonight? It looked good. That's a that's a step, right? That has to mean something. Yeah, but like, what if I didn't crack that six beer in my six pack? Probably wouldn't be feeling the way I feel right now. But like, I did. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Get Tyson Walker in like a hyperbolic chamber for the next three weeks, and then maybe we feel better about that. That's not going to 
it's not gonna have it's not gonna happen with this Michigan State team. We're not gonna get the we're not gonna get the fresh. We're not gonna get that. We might not even get Xavier Booker starting next game if we're keeping it a buck. That was fun. Six, 17 minutes, sick first half. Michigan State will not make it to the second weekend. What if you get a great draw though? I I don't care if they draw us against I don't even who who are we never ever I don't care if they draw us against how Neptune we're losing. Does Florida Atlanta count as a bubble team after they lost to Memphis? Not, uh, I don't know. Are you asking me or John Martin? <laughs> <laughs> Smart people tell me no for the record. But yeah, he's not. They're not. They're not a bubble team. All right. Well, then I have to pick Michigan State because you took the the real answer, Seton Hall. Kadari Richmond's a bad man. He's how do you feel? About, how do you feel about Providence? No chance. No, just not no. Devin Carter, Oduro, Believer, Ticket no. Game. Um, yeah, I'm all the way out on all those dudes. Okay. Devin Carter's really good, but not as like a March run guy. Okay. Kadari yeah. Richmond is like the March run guy, though. Honestly. Yeah, he's fun. He, he's killer. He, he transferred from Syracuse. Like, that's step one. Yeah. Like, he that, that there you go. Also, I, I am workshopping a take that A.J. Hogard could be 80% of what he is next season if he transfers. Oh, Kadari Richmond? Yeah. Hell no. Could happen. Hell no. AJ at Seton Hall in an offense entirely built around him and not getting the ball to Tyson Walker. I mean, well, I mean whatever university is on Michigan State, I'm for. <laughs> Let's just go to a final topic. I'm sorry. The energy was off on that one. That's all I got. Uh, Big Ten power rankings. Somebody asked us to do this. I think it was a YouTube comment that said, hey, it's been a while since you did your Big Ten power rankings. You're correct. It has been a very long time since we've done our Big Ten power rankings. Uh, how do you want to do this, Cart? Do we want to just go 14 to 1? I feel like we have this the standings data. Do we want to try and tier this up into anything, or, or how do you want to do this? Yeah, let, let, let's tear it up. All right. Teams that we wish we never watched this season. Mm. Okay. In that category, I'd like to put Indiana – I like to put Michigan. I want to put Rutgers. I like that you put Indiana at the very bottom, even below my Michigan team. Yeah, um, they are below your Michigan team. I'd like to put Penn State in there too. And I know that's a little disrespectful, but I I just don't like that team. All right, let's put Penn State in there. Okay. I, it, I, honestly, I want to put Wisconsin in there. I don't like watching them, but let's put a, a shot to Ace Baldwin and Nick Kern's gonna be really good if he hangs around. Um he might not hang around, but I, yeah, Penn State, Michigan, uh, Indiana, and Rutgers feels a little harsh that you're just writing them off. They've been pretty good when they have Mag and Williams healthy. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm going off the they left a stinker at Mackey and then came home. We got dog walked. Okay, okay. So lowest tier Big Ten rankings is those four teams. The next tier is teams that are objectively bad, but. There's something to like. I think here you got to go Ohio State, Iowa. I have just two teams in this tier. No, it's Ohio State, Iowa, Maryland. I think it's just Ohio State and Maryland. No, where's Iowa at in yours? Better than objectively bad. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why is Iowa better than objectively bad? Honestly, Ohio State might also be better than objectively bad. Oh, Ohio State might be building a, a actual March resume now. That's Both crazy. these teams are sixteen and twelve. That's a that's a game behind your team. Like, what do you what do you want from me? Um, I look. Maryland stinks. They they've been horrible. They just have Jameer Young, and he's fun. Uh, Ohio State to me stinks. They got Chris Holtman fired, and the fun thing is Jake Diebler. That's it. I think Iowa has a little more than that. Okay. All right. So what's the next tier? Uh, I don't. It can't be good, but it's like feisty, feisty. I I, I wanted to put the next tier as the respect us tier. Okay, you want the third tier to be, but I don't respect Iowa. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That well, that's why I didn't have Iowa in mind. I wanted the respect us tier to be Minnesota and Nebraska. I think those teams belong higher than this next tier. Okay, your tiers are throwing me off a little bit. I think the next tier is feisty and it's Iowa. And you might be able to lump one of Nebraska, Michigan State, or Minnesota in there if you want. Okay, well, let's go feisty for this tier, and then give me the name of the next tier, and let's fill it in. <laughs> this tier is feisty. The next tier is respect us. Respect us. All right, Minnesota, Nebraska. Does Northwestern go in this tier because people thought they would fall off? Yeah, Northwestern goes in the respect us. Okay. So, so Northwestern. No, they don't. No, they don't. We're saving Northwestern. Uh, okay, I got it. This is how you do the middle. Feisty is Iowa. Respect us is Minnesota and Nebraska. Uh, people tell us they're good, but they're not, is Wisconsin and Michigan State. Who tells you Michigan State is good? People. Ken Palm? People, Ralph, shout out to Brian Ralph. Ralph Report had a big thing on don't give up on Michigan State recently. Yeah, I gave up. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, what's the, what's so the we're, we're left with Purdue, Illinois, and Northwestern, and you get to tear these up however you want to. Okay. I'm going to tear this up. This next category is – We score, we good. And that's just Illinois in that category. I think it has to be Illinois and Northwestern. No, 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 no. Because Northwestern and Purdue are in the same tier. That's insane. Uh, I think I know where you're going with it, though. Superstars? I'm going with superstars. Terrence Shannon doesn't belong? True. Okay, can we put this as the... We'll put it as a superstar tier. I think it's, I think it's superstars outscore you no defense, and that's Illinois and Northwestern. You really okay. want to get you you really want to get Purdue their own tier, don't you? Well, just, Northwestern and Illinois are like Northwestern's defense is worse than Illinois metrically. Yeah, sure, okay, that, okay, that's fitting. You got Boo Boo, you got you know Terrence Shannon, superstar no defense, Illinois yeah. Northwestern. Superstar defense is Purdue. Superstar no defense is two of our favorite teams. Yeah, you're from, they're, they're literally our favorite teams. I am a Northwestern fan. Uh, yeah, and then I guess I mean this started the the season literally started with us calling the top tier Purdue. Is that still where we're at? Yeah. 
Mackie Midwest. Way to go, Big Ten. Big, big Mackie. This hurts, man. Big Mackie Invitational. Welcome. If we, if we combined your team and my team and played a seven-game series with Purdue, what's what's the order? Like, who wins? Purdue wins 4-1. Oh, my God. It hurts so bad, but it's true. Maybe 4-0. One big thing presented by Big B. What do you got? Uh, my one big thing is that I mean, it's nothing cool, to be honest with you. I'm sorry for everyone who's doing the audio on this, but I was on TikTok earlier today, and I saw someone do a trick, and I'm going to try to do it here on this episode. So what you do is you take a match, you light it, right? Light up the match, get the fire going. And you lick your fingers on both ends like this. And then you try to put out the match by touching the fire. And I'm going to try it. Okay. That was an epic fail. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. That uh, that burnt me though. I'm. Did you just burn yourself like badly? Not badly, but I definitely uh burned myself. That hurt. Was that a bit? I can't tell. Nah, I actually burnt. I I mean, not like burn myself, but like yeah, a little bit. Is that a metaphor for your Michigan State fandom? Yeah, I got bonnered. Hmm, that hurts. Uh, my one big thing is a simple message to you and to everyone like you tonight. No matter how bad you think you have it as a college basketball fan right now, you don't have it as bad as me. It's not even close. It's it's literally not close. Like this, this has been a nightmare every single night for four months. Every night, I don't have little baby little highs. They don't happen. Like, my point guard ruined me. My coach stinks and is a threat to society. Today, my point guard had to hold back my coach in the middle of the game. And, like, you're crying because you're going to get an 11 seed. That's insane to me. It's insane to me. Ohio State fans got to fire their coach at least. I have it worse than everyone. Everyone. At least you didn't burn yourself. See you tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.